the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And welcome, I guess, to Inflation Tuesday. The CPI, the Consumer Price Index, uh, was out today, and it was a shocker. Uh, everybody was saying, okay, gas is way down, inflation's going to cool off. Even I, And I thought it would. I thought, hey, it's going to cool off a little bit. Uh, I did not know how many people, because after the market closed yesterday, all the, you know, Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch and Bank of America, some of these guys were talking about a, a CPI number at, at seven or seven and a half and talking about there's going to be a huge rally uh, on Wall Street. Uh, but my son was, uh, we had our son, my son on the air yesterday. He warned everybody. He told you about what was going on in the bond market. Uh, he was right on because this number was hot. Uh, it was actually a little hotter than last month, despite the fact, Jason, that, uh, that gas prices uh, fell Big, uh, the consumer price index actually rose one tenth of a percent. And if you do what the Fed loves, hey, let's take away food and energy. Because, you know, apparently, you know, nobody can live without any food or energy, but take that away. It was even, it got really hot, up six tenths of a percent. And that's a month over month number. Uh, so, so Jason, uh, just like we have been talking about, wages are out of control, rents are, are out of control, uh, this time health care. Uh, we're starting to see what I call the COVID adjustments, Jason, for health care, health care costs skyrocketing as well. You know, inflation isn't a, a supply and demand issue necessarily. It's, it's, a, it's an amount of money in the system. And so when gas prices drop down, they, that, that could be more a subject of, of supply and demand. There's an ebb and flow to, to commodities like gasoline. So I, the fact that they're all surprised about this, it's, it's a money problem. I don't think people get this. It doesn't matter if the price of things go down a little bit, if it's a commodity-driven item like gas. It has to do with the money problem. And, uh, Joe, they're, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, tapering, aren't they? Aren't they supposed to be getting rid of some of this money, Can get rid of some of this stuff? And I don't think they're really doing it, are they? I'm going to tell you right now, there's been huge problems. And it was yesterday, uh, after after we got off the air, I started getting the data. Uh, the bond market auctions, there's been big problems uh, with they, what we would call big tails, uh, which just means uh, in order for, for people to buy these treasuries, they want well above. Today, as an example, the 10-year note, Flying right now, three, four, five on a ten-year note. Uh, the two-year note, the highest levels 
going back to the financial crisis. So before they started, uh, before the financial crisis was full blown, uh, the, the two year note now, uh, higher, higher than when the financial crisis started. Jason, here's the problem. This number guarantees we're going to see 75 basis points in, in this meeting. And the, and the problem now is the, the meetings after they were hoping for inflation to be falling. So that they would have a reason to say, see, the Fed can start to slow down these rate hikes. Uh, that remains to be seen, Jason. And to your point, uh, the bond market having problems, yields continuing to press higher. Uh, to Jason's point, we've got a lot of volume out there. The U.S. debt uh, officially is going to crest $31 trillion this month. Uh, the Fed is is doing quantitative tightening, so they're selling uh, bonds, $95 billion worth of bonds off their balance sheet. But you also got to remember, China's in a slowdown. Japan's in a slowdown. Europe's in a slowdown. Uh, especially when it comes to China and Japan, they're selling treasuries because they need money, Jason. And, 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 and these rates are really starting to head in the wrong direction. Uh, car payments are going to be a lot more expensive. Mortgages, which are, let's face it, housing's all but dead. Uh, and now with this move here, uh, what are we going to be talking about? Six and a quarter, six and a half. Uh, how soon until we see 7% mortgages and higher? 10% next year, How about or maybe higher, 12%. Wow. Whoa. Here's the thing. It's a global monetary reset. Obviously, the best uh, play that, that central banks have is lowering interest rates and printing money. They can't lower the interest rates unless they want to go to negative. Now, we don't know if they're ever going to want to go to negative interest rates, but the best thing for them to do is reset the whole thing, crash the whole thing, make a, a lot of short-term pain, and then have interest rates of 5 6 7%, and they can slowly lower and print money and start stealing again. That's Joe, it has to happen. They, 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 they can't go below zero currently the way it's set up. So, yeah. You're going to be getting a mortgage next year for 10% or more. That's that's where it's headed, Joe. That's that's that is scary to think about. Uh, how about this food uh, up 11 and a half percent year over year? That is the biggest 12 month increase since May of 1979. And remember, of course, that's not how they used to track inflation back there. So it would be even worse than that. Uh, they're they're saying that the food at home index. 13.5%. So think about this. They're saying, hey, listen, uh, the, the fast food places uh, increased less than, than the supermarket did uh, by a considerable margin. By the way, that is the highest increase at at-home food since March of 1979. And, Jason, when we get back, I've got an update on this rail strike. I want to give you an idea of how bad wage pressures are really starting to get. Don't touch that dial. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here this morning. Uh, we got the CPI numbers. Uh, this was really uh, unexpected by, again, unexpected by who? Uh, unexpected by by the Federal Reserve, uh, un, unexpected by uh, the pinstripe bandits, you know that that are just praying for any type of of miracle to happen. And and Jason, the the inflation data, this was something where food prices huge. 
we, we've talked about problems with food banks and the food banks being out of food. And here's the funny thing, Jason. People forget the Biden administration gave everybody a 25% increase in food stamp benefits. And, and Jason, it's just not enough. I think we lost Jason there for a minute. There we go. So over the course of a year, I mean, 25% inflation, that's that's just barely keeping up with 2021. You know, Joe, so, so they, have, they have to add more. That's just all there is to it. There's, inflation is a compounding situation. I lost my numbers for la- the last uh, August's uh, CPI number, but the last month, uh, last yeah. year's CPI was a six, seven percent, something like that. Now we're adding another yeah. eight point three to that. Got, so look at the yeah, two-year numbers. Add those two together. Look yeah, at those. Look at the two-year number, Joe. It's 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 fifteen percent on their numbers, which could be what thirty, thirty-five, which is way over that food number that you just gave. Well, yeah, and so think about it. Food, at-home foods, you know, when you go to the supermarket, up 13.5%. Jason's right. Well, what was last year? Last year's number was 7 or 8%, so you're well over 20-plus percent. Uh, and, and we're seeing uh, the cause of this. The Dow down almost 900 points. The NASDAQ's down almost 500 points. Uh, the S&P's down 125. Gold and silver uh, are one of the better performers. I mean, gold's down 20. Silver's probably the highlight of the day. Silver a huge day yesterday, uh, only down about 25 cents today, silver, uh, at 1950. Uh, we talked yesterday about the, the railroads. So a bunch of the small unions, so there's about 10 to 12 different unions uh, when it comes to, to, the, to railroads, for the railroads to function. Unfortunately, the two biggest, which is the engineers union, uh, and then I want to say the people that, that do the the, uh, the maintenance on the trains, they have not agreed, and remember, a walkout is possible on Friday, but I wanted to bring it up for, for one particular reason, which is the companies that have agreed, the union, they're not companies, the unions that have agreed to new contracts. Like I said, uh, about 80% of these rail unions have agreed to a new contract. And Jason, just to give everybody a feel for how big of an increase they're getting, this is what we're learning today. Most of the companies have, or unions, I sorry, I keep saying companies, most of the unions have agreed to about a 24% increase in wages, including, including, get this, 14% effective immediately, the other 10% to be phased in over the next uh, couple of years. And Jason, and, and then they were ta- on top of that, uh, bonuses and, and uh, money. Uh, they're going to retroactive a bunch of money that needs to be paid. These are huge because this just gives you an idea of this unrelenting inflation that doesn't matter to Jason Moore. Doesn't matter how high Jay Powell hikes the rates. It's not like you can go back to these unions uh, a year from now or two years from now and say, hey, by the way, uh, we want the 25% back. Right, Joe, and I, I wonder how much of this is also international, the inflation, because you know they are supposed to be tapering. They're, they're supposedly not printing more money now, so, so really the inflation should, in, in theory, stop. 
But then you look at the treasuries that the uh, that China and Japan are holding, and they, they've both gone down a hundred billion dollars. Is it possible that just two hundred billion dollars in, in in foreign treasuries being brought back here is is that what's causing this? Are they still selling more treasuries in China and Japan? Because when uh, COVID showed up, <clears throat> excuse me, December of 2019, Japan for the first time started being a, a net seller of treasuries, and and China was having record sales of treasuries. And bang, the whole thing blew up. Are we seeing the same thing here? Is hey, we're trying to get rid of all of this extra liquidity, all these all these dollars that's going to cause this inflation, but there's just nowhere to put it all. There's there, there's not enough bags to stuff all this money into, Joe. Yeah. So yesterday, and these are great. You know, the question that Jason's bringing up is is really as we look at what's happening in these bond markets. Take yesterday as an example. We had two auctions, so there's always. Uh, a couple of different auctions that occur. Yesterday it was the three-year notes uh, and 10-year notes. And to Jason's point, the offerings, uh, the, the, the lack of liquidity uh, is, is really uh, making the, the quantitative, uh, quantitative tightening at the Fed very problematic. A matter of fact, uh, Bloomberg, uh, Bill Dudley wrote an opinion piece on Bloomberg yesterday saying that right now he expects quantitative tightening to cause the potential to cause major disruptions uh, in the bond market and talking about the size of the Fed's balance sheet and and the problem, as Jason was pointing out, there's a lack of buyers, Jason. Right. I mean, really, the the only way that they can fix this is to buy all of the excess treasuries off the world market and just add to that balance sheet. Maybe not print money, but just, you know, because if no one's buying them, Joe, they have to buy them to, to fix things. But um, So this might be one of those little magic tricks, you know, that they didn't say how much money they printed back in 2008. Remember that, that FOIA request that Glenn Beck covered? Maybe they are uh, buying up this stuff. Uh, and they're just trying to keep it very quiet because if they don't, the whole thing blows up, Joe. Let me tell you right now. I'm going to give. I'm just going to give you some quotes here. The, this is in regards to the U.S. bond market. Liquidity conditions for rate markets this year resemble the conditions seen in the pandemic and the period after Lehman Brothers. That's from J.P. Morgan. They said as the Fed has stepped back as a major buyer of treasuries, liquidity conditions will be further stressed, especially as the Treasury increases its borrowing requirements. Remember what I said earlier. We're gonna we're going to break thirty-one trillion uh, at at the end of this month, early next month, and 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 again, it just keeps growing. Uh, they're saying that right now uh, the repo facilities uh, to backstop rate reserves get scarce. Uh, the potential for something to break uh, is going to force a premature end to quantitative tightening. So, so this is what they're saying. To Jason's point, they're saying, listen, the liquidity markets are under stress. Uh, something's going to break. The Fed is going to have to stop this tightening process. And, Jason, if that happens, uh, th- th- essentially what we're saying is rates got to go even to your point. Rates got to go higher. Yeah, it's going to go there. It's, it's just, you know, quantitative tightening really, Joe, all, it just has to be stop printing. 
but never mind trying to sell off a balance sheet. Quantitative tightening is stopping the printing, which I think they actually have done. This is why you have all the stress. So I, I think they're trying to soak up all of the excess that they can very quietly. I don't, I don't believe these numbers. I don't even know. Do you really think the Fed's balance sheet is only nine trillion? It could be eleven. It could be twenty. For all we know, look at all the, look at uh, what Glenn Beck was with theorizing the the one trillion dollars a week that they were printing. There could be another hundred trillion dollars floating around out there, and it's just being hidden in places that we don't see it. It's a Ponzi scheme. People don't get this. It, it, in the simplicity, it's a Ponzi scheme. It can only work if they grow it, Joe. And I think that's where we're at. They're no longer able to grow it, so we got to reset it and uh, higher interest rates and a lot of chaos. Yeah, th- this is this report. I cannot emphasize how disturbing. Uh, the the number was inside because one of the 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 big things as we say it all the time right the fed doesn't like to count food in energy uh but everyone was hoping with this big drop in gas and and i want to highlight this because it really needs to be repeated uh i shared with you janet yellen's comments why would she come out on sunday and say hey gasoline prices they're going to go back up this winter the answer is really simple. The Biden administration has been doing something that that we didn't see. And, and I want to talk about the Strategic Oil Reserve for just a minute. They are releasing record amounts of oil. They were telling us 5 million barrels a week is what they were supposed to do. Then it jumped to 7 million. The last two weeks, they've been releasing eight and a half million barrels of oil a week. We don't eat at that pace. We don't even have a year of oil left. They're supposed to stop this oil reserve flow in October. Now they were supposed to stop it this month. Now they, they they're going another month. At the end of that month, what do you think is going to happen if eight and a half million barrels, over a million barrels a day of oil come off the market, Jason? That's right. In the last segment, I said that inflation isn't necessarily tied to, uh, you know, commodity pricing like oil. But on the other end, if they would just produce a whole lot more energy, it would bring down the price of everything. If they would just make more energy, Joe. So you're, this is, you're exactly right on this, Joe. So they, they, they can actually help this problem. They, they want this inflation. They want this situation. The only reason this is happening is because they want this to happen. Do you think these control monsters at the top of the pyramid, do you think they, 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 uh, they uh, accidentally got into an inflative situation? They know what's going on. They, they did this on purpose. And so that I think what it seems like they're doing, Joe, by cutting back energy is they want this inflation to be con- a controlled demolition, I think, instead of something that's out of their control. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, they're fo- yeah, they're they're fooling us is what they're doing, right? They're trying to trick us, and and they were hoping. And again, this whole their whole philosophy to Jason's point is this a, a philosophy of just hope a miracle happens, or or, or more likely this is just an, an orchestrated event. They're deliberately saying, okay, what did people see them? Oh, gas prices. I got an idea. Let's just pump out the most oil we possibly can out of the oil reserves to give the illusion that these rate hikes are working. And that's exactly what they did. And here's the problem with the illusion. It didn't work because everything else is still going out of control. And what do we got? About four weeks left of this strategic oil reserve oil? Then what? Then what do we do? 
right? Then what happens? What happens in October, in November, in December, if gas goes back to four and five dollars? Uh, all of a sudden, this this little fantasy. Remember, the fantasy was that they were going to stop raising rates before the end of the year. I mean, that was the original. Well, the first lie was there wasn't inflation, and then it was, the second lie was transitory. Oh, we're only going to have to rise maybe to three percent. Now, all of a sudden, Jason, I think with today's number. Uh, now we're talking about, hey, 3%, heck, 4%. We're going to pro- at least 5 and, and to Jason's point, very likely, very possible. Could we see mortgage rates at double digits uh, before this thing's all over? And, and again, I, I don't know because the realities are, what's the new all over, right? Going back to 2%, that, 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 that. <laughs> That's well, gone. Joe, you know, the Fed talks about their tools and their toolkit, right? They always talk about, you know, that, you know, one of the tools they don't talk about, and it is a tool in their toolkit, is inflation. That's their tool. They they control that. They're using that. That This is how you uh, you, you steal from everybody around you for, for the interests of your private bank. So so in, inflation is one of their tools in their toolkit, Joe. Let me, let me just give you an example of how big this t- tails are bad when it comes to treasury auction. Just know that. That means not enough liquidity. It was one of the largest tails in the history of U.S. bond auctions, and that was yesterday. Case Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh, we're, I got more updates on the on the auctions here in a minute, but really quickly, uh, just got an email here. Uh, we're going to do this again. Last week, uh, gold was actually right, right about where it is right now, seventeen oh seven, seventeen oh eight. We had those fi- the older five dollar liberties. Remember, we did them at five hundred and fifty dollars. We're going to do it again today. Keep adding to those portfolios. Uh, $20 gold right now if you're looking at, uh, for some 20s, uh, 2060 on, on U.S. $20 gold. But the $5 liberties down here at 550 uh, that is just really, really good value. Fractional gold. Listen, this digital currency is coming in a hurry. Uh, these markets... They just can't handle this kind of stuff. Let me let me give you some more internal. So the, one of the largest tales in the history yesterday. Think about, and remember, think about this. Everybody was expecting a low CP, a lower CPI number, which would you know think that okay, well the the bond yields may may fall the next day. So kind of weird that the bond market was saying no, no, no. That's that's how much lack of liquidity there really was. But inside of it, bid to cover uh, down to two three seven. Uh, that that is well below uh, the average. Of course, the average is only two four two. I, I remember when bid to covers used to be in the threes. Uh, that just tells you the the size of things. There's just not too much debt, not enough money. But inside of that, who was buying? Uh, the indirects. Okay, so this is this is really indicative of demand. Indirects. 
only 62% of the auction. To give you an idea, indirects uh, in a healthy market are going to be buying 80 to 85%. Uh, the in, in August, as an example, the same uh, auction in August, the indirects were at 75%. Uh, direct bidders, uh, they only took down 18%, which meant that the dealers, okay, so the, the companies that the government pays to run the auctions, J.P. Morgan, you know, to name one of them, they were left holding 20% uh, of the total auction size, Jason, and that is uh, the second highest going back to the start of COVID, only one month. Did they have to take down more, which just happened to be July of 2022? So, Jason, uh, these not only were was the internals bad, uh, not only was the bid to cover bad, not only uh, the the tail was bad. There wasn't anything good inside of it anywhere. Yeah, they they don't want to buy it, Joe. That's all there is to it. People, uh, everybody uh, understands what's going on that's uh, involved in these things, Joe, and so they. Everyone's uh, being very tentative as to what they're doing and how much they're going to buy at what price they're going to pay. So uh, that's not, that's not good for an economy to be that skeptical and, and to be that tentative, right? So it's uh, this is why you see the, you know the Dow going down 875 points where it's at now. You know the Nasdaq's down four percent. Uh, when people you know this is just the beginning, Joe. When people start to really freak out, uh, and then one once the guys at the top start to freak out, you know the guys that make the decisions. We're saying these big banks, these big corporations. Then the guys down below that, uh oh, the big boss is freaking out. I better sell mine too, right, Joe? It's it's, it's going to cascade, isn't it? I'm just going to say uh, when J.P. Morgan issues an alert that says that the liquidity is where uh, reminiscent of. Right before Lehman Brothers happened, you need to take notice. Something is broken here in this bond market. And again, uh, I think uh, Bloomberg's got it right. Uh, This will force an end to quantitative tightening uh, extremely quickly. And, and, And remember the last time they did it. People forget. People forget. And, and I want to highlight it again. Go back to, what was it? Uh, was it 2018 or 2019 yep. uh, where we had the bond market tantrum, right? B of A had warned the Federal Reserve uh, back in June saying, what are you doing with this quantitative tightening? Look at these bond markets. And then all of a sudden the Fed had to do a massive bailout back then and remember uh, the Dow got hammered then and Jason it looks like we're setting it up again uh, the I, I think the the lows for this year I know they wanted to oh the lows are in for the year the lows are not in for the year uh, equities are, are in really bad shape today because at the end of the day they took the biggest thing that was in people's face gas prices and, and tricked us into thinking it is getting better, uh, and it's just a trick. Because, like I said, in a month, you, you, you can't drain the whole reserve. When you got less than a year left of oil, we got a problem. And really, uh, it, 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 then that's just releasing eight and a half million barrels. I mean, the, let, let's face it: we use twenty, almost twenty-one million barrels of oil a day. Uh, so, if you look at it uh, based on use. Uh, you're talking about we got like a 20-day supply of oil left. That's how that's how low they've taken the strategic oil reserve, Jason. 
That's correct. Sure looks like false scarcity joke. <laughs> Obviously, they can come up with more, can't they? They can just start pumping it, right? They can start bringing more natural gas to market. They can... They can uh, work with their friends in Russia to fix things over there because obviously they, you know, this is all contrived. It's, it's 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 a story that's being put out in front of us because the Ponzi scheme, the the, the system in place is is at its end. It's been going for eighty years, Joe. It's it's uh, the Ponzi scheme is dying. They need to put something else in place. That's you know the last economic reset was World War II. Look what happened then. Look how many people died. Look how bad the world got. You can say it was Nazis or Russians, or you can say it was the Japanese. You can say it was all that, but. You know, it was money, Joe. It was money. If all those all those uh, populations were uh, comfortable and happy, do you think they would have went to war in the 1930s and 40s? That wouldn't have happened. If everyone's com- well, who goes to war when you're comfortable, right, Joe? Yeah, and and you know, and I'll just point out, right? These are the law, the the largest draws in history from the strategic oil reserve. Yep. I also want to point out, and this is this is worth noting: the Biden administration has signed the least amount of oil and gas leases ever. So it just tells you, again, this false scarcity. Uh, they are committed to this plan. It's not going away. It's not going to change. There's not millions of barrels of oil getting ready to come online, uh, especially when we got to stop drawing from the strategic oil reserves. Uh, th- this is something that is not priced in here uh, and again, rates are going to go significantly higher. And Jason and I have been saying this since day one than anybody out there could possibly imagine. And, and that really is a crushing blow for equities. Uh, not, not only equities, but the bond market as well. And as World War III starting, another war breaks out last night. I'll tell you about that next. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. U.S. $5 liberties at $550. If you buy 20 or more, because during the break, uh, a caller asked for a volume discount. If you buy 20 or more, 540, Jason. So uh, the deals get even better here at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. These are the older eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven, and you know our stance here, right? Private gold, the most private way to own gold pre nineteen thirty three. U.S. gold, you can buy it, sell it, trade it. Uh, you don't have to worry about social security numbers or ten ninety nines. You're on your honor when you are buying and selling uh, gold, and I really. Doesn't matter when you're buying; it's all about when you're selling, right? Uh, the selling part of it, you're on your honor. No reporting requirements uh, from 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 your dealers, from us. Uh, the other part, Jason, it's a collectible. It's the only for. Think about this: it's the only gold that you can't put into an IRA. You can put gold eagles in there, buffaloes. You can put bars. You can put maple leaves. You can put Krugerrands in there. I mean, heck, you you, you can uh, put in uh, British gold, Australian gold, Austrian gold. I mean, you can put all that. But you can't put pre-33 U.S. gold into your IRAs because it's the only gold the U.S. government classifies as a collectible. Why is that important? Well, really, only one reason. The only gold the citizenry was allowed to keep when the U.S. confiscated gold in 1933 was collectible gold coins. That's it. And, and they, 
They've recognized all the pre-33 gold that's left in existence is considered a collectible. And obviously gold isn't money anymore, so why would they need to confiscate it? And Jason, we're kind of figuring it out here. It looks like we're going to enter into a different version of Brenton Woods where commodities matter and and a lot of people are thinking that uh, when when all of this when this great reset happens, the loss of confidence, because we we will have seen we're going to see entire countries that are unheard of countries. It's one thing if Argentina has a problem, right, or some African country you never heard of, or Zimbabwe or something. That's one. We're talking industrialized nations are going to have to bend the knee, Jason. And a lot of people are talking about the need for gold to back this new digital currency to restore confidence. I don't know, but it certainly is not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Uh, after World War II, all the gold was brought to the United States. So all the countries, uh, by signing under Bretton Woods, they, they agreed that, that America was holding the gold. This was the safe place, right? We were the heroes of World War II. So for this reset, Joe, it, it, and it just appears on its face to me that they're breaking the world into a couple of zones. And they're moving gold around. It seems like if you look at like the eurozone holding so much gold, the, uh, the 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 America zone holding so much gold, the Asian zone holding. It sure seems like they're breaking the world into into a couple of pieces before they go completely global. And that's that's what it looks like, Joe. It looks like yeah, they, yeah. That's what they did in World War II. They they put all of it in America because this the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve. That was it. That was you know you better join and get your own central bank. And, and you know what's so funny? Ever since '08. It's all leaving America. They're all asking for it back. All this gold that Jason was talking about being repatriated, not only from America, from London. We know what Russia and China are doing. And, again, this one, I think why I like these five, this $5 special so much, it, it does two things. Number one, it's the right kind of gold. But number two, it's that fractional gold because I, I'm confident in this. When this digital currency comes, they're going to start banning things. They're going to start limiting things. You're going to need to be able to barter to get things. Uh, and this is one of those, you know, barterable-type coins. So U.S. $5 liberties, the older ones, 1866 to 1907, $550. You buy 20 or more, $540. Last night, uh, a, a war broke out between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Now, these are two countries, two former Soviet countries. Uh, Azerbaijan is is uh, in shelling Armenian territory right now. Uh, Armenia very closely allied with Russia. I think Azerbaijan is saying, hey, Russia's got its hands full in the Ukraine. Good chance for us to go grab some more territory. Uh, and, Jason, this is how world wars start. That's, that's exactly right. It's exactly right, Joe. I mean, what was it, World War One? The, the the Archduke Ferdinand, right? <laughs> and then when the thing got started, it was all about Germany. You know, it kind of sounds like the uh, the Gulf War. You have 9-11, which, you know, we just, uh, the anniversary was two days ago, and it was a bunch of Saudi Arabian terrorists that were representing, I guess, Afghanistan was the whole idea. And then right away we were in Iraq. Right, right, Joe. So it's not going to be about Armenia, is it? It's not going to be about Armenia, is it? In the end, yeah. And this is just a, and again, something to keep our eye. We don't know. We hope it fizzles out. But 
Uh, does this gain traction? Does, does this uh, drag other nations into into this? And of course, Azerbaijan. Just so you know, uh, they are they have natural resources. They've got natural gas. They've got oil. Uh, so uh, again, could we see more pressure uh, on these commodity markets at the, at the wrong time here? Uh, everybody, Joe. Everybody's got to get theirs. Everybody has to get theirs. I mean, you got to remember the reason Japan attacked us at Pearl Harbor is America cut off their ability to get any oil in their country. Japan was a as an industrialized powerhouse that was developing, and America functionally shut them off. That's how we brought them in. We forced them in there. We didn't have to shut them off. That was how FDR got Japan to attack us and create you know, put a, an excuse for us to have all of our guys sign up because America didn't want anything to do with World War II. We're like, you know what? World War I was a disaster. We're not getting into it. So they, they forced us, and they did it by, by messing up energy sources for Japan, Joe. So that's, that's what's going on. All these other countries, they, how are they going to get what they need, Joe, right? 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, U.S. $5 Liberties, $550, 20 or more, $540. Uh, if you're new, it's so simple. We're not like any other dealers out there. It's as easy as can be. Just call the 800 number, and all you got to do is tell the girls, I want the special. Our, our hardest question we're going to ask is how many would you like. It's just that simple. No bait and switch. We don't play any games. Uh, you can lock in right over the phone. Let's just say, hey, I, give me give, give me 10 of them at, at $550. It'd be $5,500. Uh, you can pick up at our Colorado office or our Arizona office. If you don't pick up, let you know, if you're in another state or maybe you live far away, uh, we charge a flat $35 to ship. That's it. Just $35 to ship it. We ship FedEx uh, primarily, but we, we can ship UPS. But we can ship any way you want. But uh, our primary way of shipping, we ship FedEx. Uh, we lock you in with a trade number. So you're locked in. You, you buy $5 libs at $5.50 tomorrow. Gold goes up $100 tomorrow. Your cost doesn't change. Uh, you can mail us a check. You can put it on a credit card. We accept all four credit cards. Uh, we do charge 2%. Uh, and I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to up it to three because now with the points, credit card fees are more like 4%. But right now, I'm still only charging 2% credit card fees. Uh, you can send us a bank wire, however you want to pay for it. Uh, and like I said, once we have good funds, uh, we ship FedEx to you. Uh, but, you like, but you lock it over the phone, Jason. Up, down, or side with gold goes up, gold goes down, silver goes up, silver goes down. You don't pay any more. You don't pay any less. You're locked in, and it's just that simple. And here's the other part: we don't have, we don't make outbound phone calls. We don't have a a, a phone bank with twenty, thirty people dialing our customers every day. Uh, you won't hear from us. We don't share your information. We don't sell your information. Uh, privacy is something that uh, we pride ourselves here, Jason. Yeah, it's like working with real people instead of some machine or some phone bank in uh, India. <laughs> you know, it's kind of refreshing. And, and I will be doing this. I will have the price up online. In case you don't believe me, in about in about the next 10 minutes, you'll be able to go to allamericangold.com, hit the shopping cart button. You'll see the $5 liberties on special there, so you, you can order it that way. You know, so some people I get in this new day and age, oh, I, I don't call people. I, I, I order on the Internet. We do that as well. Yeah. 
We got we got you covered uh, on both sides, Joe. But I, I think a lot of our a lot of our customers uh, like to be able to speak to an actual human being because there's always questions, right? I mean, one of the things when you do when you call, you maybe I'll get some questions answered. And of course, when you schedule an appointment, there's some time to ask questions at that point as well. Yep, exactly right. You can always go online. We have a, a scheduling system. You can click that and schedule uh, to make an appointment so one of one of us can call you uh, when it's convenient for you and, and answer any questions you may have or just call the number. I promise you, uh, Arlene, Connie, Brittany, the, we've got the best people. They're the kindest people. The only dumb question, Jason, is a question people don't ask. Yeah, if you got you've got any kind of inhibitions or worries, uh, you definitely need to ask questions. Uh, I can't t- tell you how many people have come in for the first appointment, and I just I just quell a lot of concerns with simple answers that are understandable. So that's what the appointments are, are made for. Now, obviously, if you're somebody that's not Arizona, Colorado, uh, we'll ship it to you. But you can always uh, try to get a hold of uh, one of us at the the Arizona office and and try to get those questions answered before the shipping, Joe. Yep, eight hundred. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.